Hey, how was your Halloween? The first time in years Halloween fell on a Saturday and I didn't even get to enjoy it. At least not like I usually do. But the spirit of fantasy and costumes still stayed with me. I hope you had a chance to enjoy yourself, even if it was just in a small way. And I have a treat for you. This week, I had the pleasure of talking to Jordana of Moss Badger Designs and Lolita Fashion and her fabulous creations. Word of warning, I had a few technical difficulties, but this chat was too good to miss. So sit back, pour yourself a cup of tea, and enjoy this lovely episode of Beauty Reform School. Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad, and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. ever so much for squeezing me into your very very hectic schedule of course I really really appreciate it and I'm very excited I've been excited for a while to talk to you so I'm very very glad that we finally got the chance (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny how busy one can be when one does not leave the house (laughs) right yeah who knew right who knew this being in the house used to be my hideaway private me time mm-hmm. and now it's it's everything which is yeah. strange you know it's like my everything space which is very weird but you know okay let's you know i used to dream of working from home my whole life so okay. well now you get to live the dream i guess i guess <laughs> <laughs> this is not what i had in mind but no it never is <laughs> So for those of you who do not know today, who did not read the uh, the prompt, today <laughs> we are talking to Jordana, um, who is a designer of Lolita fashion, which I'm very excited to learn more about and get into with her here. <laughs> so first things first, of course, I'm sure most people are going to ask, What in the world prompted you and inspired you to get into Lolita fashion? So it's something that I was kind of aware of from (laughs) the story of me getting into this is sort of has some weird tangents. But um, (laughs) when I was younger and I was more, I mean, I'm still really into music, but I guess 
especially given the state of the world right now, you don't really go out and explore to find new things the way you used to. Yeah. Um, and I used to go to Tower Records and buy the um, music magazine, yeah. which also led me to discover the import fashion. So I would see the Japanese fashion magazine specifically, yeah. which I thought were really cool. And at the time it was really like a big sportswear vibe and also a mix of vintage and a lot of like wearing skirts over pants, which is a very like 90s thing that I guess right. didn't come back with all the other 90s things. But um, from that, I found a magazine, a Japanese magazine called the Gothic and Lolita Bible. Oh. So Lolita had started in Japan and had at that point gotten popular enough to have its own spinoff magazine. And the other Japanese magazines I was buying were kind of more, I guess, by today's standards, maybe more mainstream kind of street fashion. Yeah. But I was really attracted to this weird, because like I was more of a goth in, in like a standard Western goth in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really allowed to dress particularly interestingly. I just wore a lot of like industrial band t-shirts and a lot of black, but by default, I guess that made me goth. But right. Um, this was a very like Victorian styled, very like intentional, kind of a mixture of influences, but the the overall look was kind of a Victorian, but like a shorter length skirt, not like a long ankle length skirt, more like a knee length skirt. But they kind of looked like, I don't know, there was a lot of black and white and a lot of interesting like lace details and a lot of mixes of vintage and a lot of Vivian Westwood, which was like what I was obsessed with at the time. Right. <laughs> um, so I was interested in it, but I never really thought I would wear it myself. So then fast forward a few years later, and I have a friend who I also collect uh, Blythe dolls. Yes. And I have a friend who was participating, his name's Leo, and he was participating in a contest that they used to have where you could go to Japan and show your doll design. Mm-hmm. Um and have it judged and the winner would have the doll like produced in Japan. So the judges for this contest were uh, one of the designers of one of the major Japanese Lolita brands. Yeah. Go Uehara who designs for baby, the star shine bright and Novala who is a writer who was actually instrumental in kind of like coming up with the name for Lolita, which is a whole controversy that right. <laughs> is just like, as soon as you say the word Lolita in the West, people assume that it's like a sex thing or that right. it's like a it's and it's not meant to be right. in that sense it's just meant to be kind of an expression of femininity but without necessarily the sexual aspect like right. wearing ultra feminine clothes for your own pleasure and interest and not to attract anybody or right. send any kind of signals in that direction but right. that's the name they gave it so that's what we're stuck with but right. um So anyway, back to the contest, the judges for this contest were two really important figures in the like, you know, Lolita fashion as it existed at that time. But they also wore like a lot of Vivian Westwood mixed with it, as did my friend. So I was just kind of like, you know, I'm going to finally buy those terrible knockoff (laughs) Vivian Westwood rocking horse shoes on eBay. Mm -hmm. And then I guess if I get those shoes, like, what am I going to wear them with? I guess I'm going to start wearing these weird clothes. Right. So that's how I got into it, which a lot of people get into it through anime because mm-hmm. a lot of anime is influenced, uh, especially a certain characters are influenced by that fashion. And also yeah. through um, Japanese rock music, because there's some bands who 
dress in that and design those clothes. Yeah. Um, and that's, but that's not how I got into it through like a weird Vivian Westwood backdoor thing. <laughs> but um, well, I do yeah. enjoy that you that it all came from shoes. Like, I yes, it, it is basically through shoes. And I did eventually get uh, some real Vivian Westwood rocking horse shoes. Those terrible oh. eBay knockoffs are long gone. Oh, good. So. <laughs> Good for you. That's not a choice I would make now, but like at that time, I was kind of less evolved in my thoughts about those kind of things. But yeah, I got started. Listen, I think that a lot of people started with knockoffs because they couldn't afford, yeah. you know, the originals. And you know, eventually, when like you said, when you evolve, you come to appreciate the, you know, the importance of getting the original. Yeah, and I don't even know that I really understood the significance of like I understood that they were iconic for for that designer but like I don't think I really understood that like you could still get the real ones and that that was a thing so I don't even know that that would have crossed my mind at that time but like I said right. this was over 10 years ago and right I don't think I knew as much as I know now so I don't fault myself but boy they were terrible <laughs> <laughs> the soles weren't even wood they were like this foam that was like screen printed to look like Aww. wood and they didn't Aww. hold up and they were kind of a hot mess but I think it's also a rite of passage for a lot of people getting into the fashion that maybe yeah, some of their yeah. first purchases are not things that they would purchase when they are learning more about it later on but you know it happens yeah, yeah. Well, I will say this about history. History has not been good at naming things. Let's just no. that. Let's just get that out the way. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get down to it, I do think a lot of Western Lolitas try to say, oh, they didn't know what it meant when they named it that, which I think is kind of naive. Like, I think they understood. And I think they did mean it to have kind of like a a little bit of danger or a little bit of taboo in it. Like, I don't think they meant it to be completely innocent, but I also know that they did not mean it to be like, Hey, I'm out on the street trying to get a man who likes little girls. Cause that's not at all what the fashion is about. So that, so that's an unfortunate thing that it is sort of that, that name. And also the fact that like, the fact that that's what that name means is so backwards because the whole point is that a child cannot consent to being looked at in that way. So when you hear the name Lolita and you think of like a sexy child, like there's no such thing as a sexy child. And it's like, like (laughs) I obviously have on a soapbox here, but it annoys me that people go there because it's like, wow, can you miss the point even more? Well, that's why you're here, you know, yeah. part of why you're here, you know, <laughs> to shed light on these kind of things. That's what media reforms was all about, like <laughs> about different things. And that's, that's exactly why I'm glad that you're here. Because, you know, I've, I've always, you know, I love, you know, goth culture has been in my soul for a long time. And I love Victorian things. And mm-hmm. I love certain, you know, certain things of different styles and periods. But my point being is like when it comes to Lolita fashion, I always thought it was positively gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation today before I spoke to you about someone and I told her that I was um, talking to you today. (laughs) And she went immediately went on your Instagram and started like looking around and I just heard (laughs) nothing but oohs and ahs and she was just ooh ah and she was so excited. And she said, I've always wanted to to try Lolita fashion, I just think I'm too old now. And I was like, uh-uh, forget, no. screw that. No, 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 no. I was like, 
like, if you want to go get you a, a big uh, Lolita, Lolita piece and wear it to the grocery store, do it. Do it. Yeah, I for said, sure. I, I said, all bets are off in 2020. You do what you want. You do what you I want. Said, not holding back. You're not going to get any younger. So why did my stuff older than the average like participant in the fashion? But yeah. That stopped me. I mean, there's definitely people who wear it who are older than me. And, mm-hmm. you know, it also doesn't really matter, like, your age, your race, your gender presentation. Like, it's really for anybody who wants to wear it. And, yes, right. it's a very feminine presenting fashion, but that doesn't mean that the person wearing it needs to be, you know, a woman or femme. Like, it's just really just for the pleasure of it and just enjoying, like, either the details or the elegance or the cuteness or if you're me and you're kind of a tacky person, you really like it because it's evolved into this thing where it's just ridiculous prints. Like if yeah. I want to wear a dress with little swans that are wearing crowns, then I can get I can get that from Lena Fashion, you know? Right. And then I can have matching right. jewelry and matching socks and matching parasol. And like that just appeals to me on some level. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's 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 interesting because. When it comes to fashion in general, uh, and then everyone, they'll look at someone whose fashion is not their taste. Mm-hmm. They'll look at it and be like, oh, that's weird. Or, all right, well, I would never do that. Good, then don't. Yeah. It has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? It's It doesn't matter. Yes, we're allowed to look at things and have opinions. Absolutely. Yes. But it you're not it has nothing to do with if you approve of it personally or if that's your particular taste that is why there are so many different styles of fashion out there you know you're um you're allowed to do what you want to do you know what i mean it's it's totally fine you know mm-hmm. and i think more people need to grasp that and more people need to get on board with that as far as like whatever you're interested in go ahead and explore that I am so tired (laughs) of people I am I'm so sick and tired of people kind of doing this disdain or this judgment on someone's particular fashion taste you know yeah it's it's I feel like everybody goes on a journey with their fashion and their you know their discovery and what they want to wear and that's a very private, personal, intimate thing. And it's not, it has nothing to do with anyone else. And if you see somebody walking down the street with something that you consider weird or strange, your job is to look at it, go, huh, and move on. That's your job. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because one of the things that I think a lot of people who wear maybe a non-mainstream fashion have probably, unfortunately, experienced this. But sometimes when you're out, and you're dressed the way you want to dress, people like don't know how to deal with it. So they say yeah. things like that, you know, they want to take your picture without asking because they feel like right. if you're dressed that way, you must want the attention. Or the other thing that kind of, this one always confuses me. They ask if you're in a play. I will never <laughs> understand I, I that. that because the thing is like, I get wondering why someone is dressed that way and needing to kind of assign a reason to it. But I don't know yeah. what kind of plays are letting people walking around in the costumes. Like, I don't think that's a thing. Well, you know what? I think I think that they need you to say you're in a play so that they can mentally come to terms with why you're dressed this way. Yeah. Like, I, just, I feel like that's what it is. I just, it's like they need you to play? tell them some story. Like, yeah. it's just weird that that's the story that people seem to have launched. And I'm just like, 
why a play? Like a YouTube video maybe would make sense to me or like. No, but you, you, you know why it's a play? I'll tell you why it's a play. Because their world is small. Yeah, I guess. That's why. Because play is something that's tangible that they can, that they can get into their head. Yeah. They're, they're, they'll just say, oh, they're, they must be in a play. It must be. It must be make believe. It must be a show of some sort. Yeah, like that. That's why. I guess so. That's really why. It really is. It's unfortunate, but that's what it is. And I mean, like the way that I dress when I go out, it's um, you know, it's ornamental. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wear lots of flowers in my hair and different things like mm-hmm. that, and I wear very long skirts and dresses, and people constantly are like, "Oh, where?" And I've had people say to me, "Oh, where?" You What's going? the occasion? <laughs> And I, I love the where you going because I always I always pick something very generic and, and mundane and I'm like, oh, CVS. <laughs> I'm going to CVS. You know, I'm going to the drugstore. That's what I'm doing. And they'll they'll be like, oh, are you coming from somewhere? Yeah, my house. It's just yep. so weird. How they're like, what have I been left out of? It's like my, my right. whole and life I just is none of your I business. Them, I let them torture themselves. <laughs> I let them torture themselves. Like, go ahead and struggle with yeah. it because I'm not going to help you. I'm not, because don't worry about where I'm going and don't worry about where I'm coming from or why I'm dressed this way. Yeah. I just am. <laughs> so just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. You're welcome. You're welcome for this experience. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. You know, good day to you. That's that's how I feel about it. And I, I, I seem a little aggressive about it right now because I just, the people, part of the reason I even made this podcast is because I wanted people who to explore beauty more. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to look at it from a bunch of different perspectives. And I wanted them to see, like by me talking to people from all different walks of life, I was hoping that they would be inspired, Mm -hmm. learn a little something and have some courage and some bravery to try some things that they've been wanting to try. Yeah, And that's what this is for. So it's like, if I seem aggressive, it's because I want people to know that I give zero Fs about it. (laughs) Go ahead and do your thing. And be, go ahead and be a little braver. Yeah. Because I had clients that literally said things like, you know, back in the, when I was uh, selling makeup, people were like, oh, I, I, I can't wear that color lipstick. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Now, and you know, I get if you're saying, I don't think it looks good on my skin tone. That's one, that's another mm-hmm. thing. Um, that's a story for another day. <laughs> but if you, but if you feel like you can't because you're quote unquote not allowed, mm-hmm. that that I have a problem. Yeah, with that. I got a problem with that because who said who said you're not allowed? And they can go kick rocks. Whoever said it, by the way. Yeah, I mean this isn't really a thing so much now because I'm not really out shopping in stores so much. But I used to make a point, like relatively recently, when I would be clothes shopping of always trying something on that like I would not normally pick out for myself just to see like, you know, why is it that I never yeah. choose overalls? Like maybe, maybe I look cute in overalls, but I don't know. Cause I don't ever try them on. So today we're going to try on some overalls. So, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And I've, I was mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised by some of the things that I found by doing that. And I feel like I didn't have to buy the thing expanding my horizons and my options and not right not limiting myself for, for these weird arbitrary reasons that you know who knows where they came from exactly because i think that that's the main thing like you said limiting mm-hmm. yourself and we all do it on certain levels 
Yeah. We all limit ourselves on certain levels. And, you know, I'm really just pushing against that Mm -hmm. here, here on this podcast. I want people to start exploring a little bit more. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, I'm all for if there's a certain thing that works for you and you stick with that, cool. Like, that's not even what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm talking about if you have a yearning in your heart to try something or you've always been curious, then try it. Yeah, exactly. Try it, please. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's and also, like I said earlier, 2020, all better off. Like what, you know, I've been trying to smash corporate dress codes for years, but now even more so like what are we getting dressed up for like you know unless we're getting dressed up for ourselves who are we getting dressed up for you know it's like I'm so tired of you know saying that beige is the standard (laughs) and everybody has to everybody has to uh look alike and dress a certain way like all that kind of crap I'm just I'm done with it I'm really yeah I've been lucky to not really I've you know I've had like office jobs but none of them have had a very strict dress code thankfully so I've been able to you know within reason like obviously if there's a client coming in maybe that's not the day I'm gonna wear like the craziest outfit but you know I could still (laughs) wear one of my Lolita dresses with a cardigan and call it good right yeah 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 Absolutely. And there are there are definitely ways to get around that. I've I've done that my mm-hmm. whole life, you know. But it's it frustrates yeah. me and it makes me angry. I'm not even gonna lie. It just makes me mad. And I know some people might argue, well, if you're working in a accountant's office, then you there is a dress code in which you must Why is there a dress to. code? That's the real question. Exactly. Because it's like I get Why? if you're working in like a chemist lab or something or a woodworking shop and yeah. there's safety issues. But like, why in a corporate office, as long as, you know, your bits are covered, what's really the big deal? (laughs) I worked at a coffee shop and their big rule was no open-toed shoes. And I get that because you don't want to spill scalding hot coffee. Exactly. That kind of thing I get. I get that. You know, that is a functional. Yeah. That's a functional rule. I get that. It's a safety Mm -hmm. rule. I get it. But um, it's like, just like you, most people don't fry bacon naked. You know what I mean? There's a reason. So I get it. But I mean, when it comes to certain things, like when you say you can only have one earring per ear and like all that other crazy stuff, that's just that's just pushing against people's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thankfully, I've never had to deal with that kind of a dress code. Right. Yeah. There's all kinds like there's the craziest. You just made you gave me an idea because I'm going to actually post on the page. I'm going to ask what people's strangest dress code requirements have been <laughs> because I want to know. <laughs> so the, some of the weirdest slash strangest mm-hmm. dress code rules you've had, because I'm curious about that. You know, it's weird. People. I don't know. It's It's strange. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So I know that you were super, super busy recently because you were doing, um, you were putting out some some clothes, mm-hmm. I know that, and you were, you did a show too recently. So you? I did a virtual event because uh, one of the things about Lolita fashion is it's kind of evolved to have these events or maybe conventions. Um, I think like a few years ago, the only time you would really get together aside from meetups so they're 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 to backtrack a little bit often there ends up being kind of regional group 
of people who are also into the fashion. And then people kind of organize tea parties or meetups. Maybe you go to a museum, maybe you go to a park and have a picnic just to have kind of an excuse to dress up and hang out. Sometimes there's a theme because we all love having a theme yeah, so that we can come up with an outfit yes. to go with the theme. I love it. And then other than that, the main kind of gathering point would be anime conventions. Because again, being a part of J Japanese pop culture, that's how a lot of people find So it just kind of got... And for me personally, as somebody who was never really into anime, like I've seen some, but it's never been my main thing. I would go to these conventions yeah. and kind of be like, I don't know what any of this is, but I'm glad you guys are enjoying yourselves. And I don't know what you're supposed to be, but like your cosplay, whatever it is, but it was sort of <laughs> missing something, you know? And like, thankfully, one of the things yeah. that started to happen is that people started organizing more fashion specific events. But with the pandemic, yeah. those kind of all got canceled or postponed. So people have been organizing yeah. virtual events where maybe there will be some panels over Zoom um, or Twitch streaming and then maybe there'll be like a what they call a fashion walk so people will submit pictures or videos of themselves in their outfits and then someone will edit them together and you could watch them all um sometimes they even have like a tea party where people get together over zoom so um there's mm -hmm. one this month called grammary which was kind of a two weekend event so i guess now has it been two weeks ago and then this coming weekend, like Halloween weekend. So I had released jewelry and accessories that I was frantically finishing. <laughs> and then at the end at this right. this coming weekend is Halloween that I'm going to release uh some dresses and skirts. So busy month for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well I'm glad that you're busy, Yeah. I mean it's know? it's good. It's it's funny because like I also have a day job. Like I never was confident enough i guess to you know it's like i need to pay for that health insurance so i'm gonna keep this day job while i do this other thing on the side right. but um but it's right. hard especially when you have a busy month like i always say you know goth kids when you grow up october is just really busy <laughs> you just have so much to do <laughs> so it's like my peak season i guess if i have a season to sell things right so. yeah yeah, speaking of which, when this pro when this episode airs, it's going to be right after mm -hmm. Halloween. So are you actually doing something for yourself on Halloween? Well, or... I took vacation time for the week. Because <laughs> I was like, this is supposed <laughs> to be on. this epic Halloween on a weekend with a full moon and everything. And like, yeah, I can't party, but I'm going to still enjoy it. Even if I'm sitting in my house, at least I won't be at work, you know? So, yeah, I... I know it breaks my heart. This yeah, but that's one. fine. I'll it'll just be big in in a different way. I I have the event, so there is like a tea party for that event I just mentioned. So I have that to look forward to, and then also have a bunch of like virtual things. Like one of the things that I have become obsessed during this time is um, so where I live in Chicago, close to a historical cemetery. Now here's where I'm gonna make mm -hmm. my. Off. Um, so I have always wanted to walk around in the cemetery, which is called Grace, because it's beautiful. It's also an arboretum, mausoleums and monuments to all these famous people, and it's landscaped. But I have a 
ter- I have a super bad phobia of statues. I'm super afraid of statues. Really? Taxidermy. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I was like, well, I'm not going to go wander around the cemetery by myself because I'm sure of statues. And then I happened to see on Facebook that there's this local tour guide named Adam Seltzer who is an expert on that cemetery and he does tours of it, but because of the pandemic, he's taken all of his tours online and they're virtual tours. So I've been watching these tours and he does them every week and he does little ones every day. And I've been watching them for months now because I don't remember when I started watching them, but it was much earlier in all of this COVID stuff. And so all the time, and I know all these facts and like seeing where the statue have helped me kind of so well just kind of like i know where they are and i've seen them so maybe they won't be as scary it worked because i actually went there the other day for the first time i finally went there and walked around and i said i'm gonna walk up to the first statue i see and i'm gonna walk all the way up to it and face my fear and of course the first one i saw was this like infamous one it's called eternal silence super creepy Mm -hmm. imagine like a male figure wearing kind of a cloak and he's doing that like Bella Lugosi vampire thing where he's holding his arm in front of his face. So you only see part of his face oh, and it's like <laughs> this and this big like black oh, that's not, granite. That it's the scariest one. And I was like, of course, that of course, the right that's the one first to, one I saw. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to do it. And I, and it wasn't that bad. I walked up to it and it wasn't as scary as it was, as I thought it was, you know? And I was like, look at okay. me. I did this. Okay. And then you know, a couple feet down the road, I about jumped out of my skin because there were these two like dog statues that were very realistic and on the ground and they were far away and they still scared the heck out of me. But I went up to them. I made myself go up to them. And one of them, it was so creepy because one of them, like the head had fallen off. Cause like a lot of the stuff in the cemetery is like, you know, over a hundred years old. And there was like a plant growing up from inside of it. It's like, what is going on? Like, if something was designed to be scary to me, it was this. But I did it, and I, I was very glad I walked around, and the autumn leaves were beautiful. And, you know, it was there yeah. were actually a fair amount of people there, because I think one of the things people have realized is that it's, like, a good place to walk around and get some exercise. But, um, yeah. But yeah, that's – I'm going to try to go at least one more time this week, because um, it has started snowing here, which is, like, hello – it hasn't been what? sticking or anything, well, but there's like been like that. flurries. So, because I'm really trying to, wow. you know, I wasted all summer as far as being more active. Get wait till now to start doing it, but you know, I'm trying to. Right. Well, I yeah, me neither. That, so I'm so. like going out when it's hot is not appealing, but I also don't want to go out when it's super cold. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to get used when it's still not we- really cold, yeah. but. I'm planning to do that, and I also, he has several tours, because ghost tours are his specialty, so I'll be watching a lot of those tours, and I have my tea party, and I started a movie club with my friends, which has kind of fizzled out a little bit, but I had all these movies I wanted to watch, because I'm not, like, a big horror movie person in, like, the slasher movie, Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger kind of thing, like, I don't like those so much. But I do, I do like like right. folk horror and kind of like supernatural horror. So I made yeah. up this list mm-hmm. of movies to watch, and then we were supposed to get together and talk about them like a book club. 
but I can't ever seem to do anything okay. like in a reasonable amount. So I picked way too many movies. <laughs> so it's going to go until the end <laughs> of the year. <laughs> but and I'm already well, a little you know. behind on my own thing. So I need to catch up on movies. So I'll be doing that this week. So yeah, yeah. I, I put my decoration. I decided that the rest of the year. So I bought a little black Christmas tree. So it's just going to be Halloween Christmas yeah. this year. <laughs> it's going to just keep it going. Nice. Yeah, I've been making a board on Pinterest about like dark Christmas mm-hmm. and gothic Christmas. I've been dreaming about you know a gothic Christmas for a while, but I don't know. I like I just don't have yeah. the zeal right now to to go out. Yeah, and that's fair. You know, things. Yeah. But I mean, I'll I mean, I still haven't. If I don't get there this year, so what? I'll do it next year. But I'm just. Yeah, I still haven't yeah. actually. Like, yeah. it's out, but I haven't really arranged it all. Like, I have a, a fake fireplace in my apartment. So I have everything up on the mantelpiece, mm-hmm. but it's not kind of like arranged how I want it. But I was like, well, I just there. At least that's something. You know, that's. Yeah. Because it's, it's like start. by the time I actually get it set how I want, it's probably literally going to be Halloween. So then I'm just going to leave it there for two more months. And then, um, yeah. Why not? So. Yeah. Thank you. I support you. <laughs> I support your journey. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I, yeah, I'm very, I just love that you, uh, oh, I did want to ask you though, before we go, if there, do you have any good like reference starter material for anyone who's interested in exploring? Um, yeah, let's see. What would be a good place to start? I mean, there's so many places online now. Um, I think one of the places that would be good is YouTube. Um, there are a bunch of YouTubers. Yeah. The one that comes to mind immediately, her name is Lovely Lore. And she has a lot of videos mm-hmm. and she also links to a lot of other people because um, it's always good to get mm-hmm. different views on things and different experiences. Um, but that would be a good starting right. point. I'm pretty sure she has some videos for beginners. Okay. And I did also notice that you did put a post up recently saying that there were going to be some pieces coming up from you available soon. Oh, yeah. So I so I kind of have two sort of streams to my brand Moss Badger. So I make I I have dresses and skirts and I design the fabric for them. But I usually have the production for the garments like done by somebody else just because like the volume of them and like I can sew. But I always think somebody else can probably sew better than I can. So I hire somebody who's whose skill level is better than mine and then um the other thing is accessories which i do personally make so i do resin casting and i make these little like picture frames with little images in them and then i also do rosettes which are kind of these ribbon they kind of look like the ribbon you win at the county fair (laughs) and then those are they have pins on the back and you can also they have a clip so you can wear them in your hair too they are so cute. I saw them. I was like, ooh, a new thing to obsess over for myself. Thank you. So, yeah, I did. Most of those are already gone from because it was, what, two weeks ago that I put those out. But I'm going to 
be releasing them more often. And one of the things about like the pandemic and everything is I kind of just like took a little bit of a break and all of the frantic preparation to get ready for that event was kind of a reminder that like, Hey, you would be less stressed if you would just work on this a little bit all the time instead of waiting until right before a release and having to suddenly finish all of these things. So I'm trying to be better about, you know, maybe doing those releases on a more regular schedule. So. Yeah. 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 It's funny because it's, and I've, I've experienced something a lot like that as well. Cause when I first started doing interviews, I didn't even start doing Mm -hmm. interviews till the pandemic. I used to just do like tutorial type things here on the podcast, but then with the pandemic, I thought it would be good to Mm -hmm. have human connection (laughs) and speak to creatives in person, you know? Um, So, but it's funny because I used to just like the the week of a show, I would then contact someone and say, Hey, would you Mm -hmm. like to do my podcast next week? And sometimes it would be, um, stressful because I'm like when I was waiting to hear back from them I'd be like oh yeah. my god I'm getting close to you know showtime like you know and I haven't had a, com- a confirmation yet oh no and now I'm learning that it's better to just consistently stay in contact right. with your interviews you know as you go you know and just just set them up at, at throughout the week you know and you know just then just start a calendar and start a schedule and some people who do podcasting might say, well, naturally, that's how you do it, PJ. But I did not. I Sometimes you just got to learn these just... things by doing. Exactly. And I was just kind of wilding <laughs> out with it in the beginning. But that's now good. I'm a little more organized. Yeah, it is good to just be consistently working yeah. on your thing. That's, that is the most important lesson. Yeah, I'm trying to be better that. about that. So for I sure. Wholeheartedly. It, it definitely helps. Like I know during if when you're stressed out and or you're getting a little depressed or things are feeling a little heavy, it's hard to put the energy mm-hmm. into it. But what I do is I just wait until I feel a surge of energy and then I just knock it all out. And then I when I feel weak, <laughs> then I lay down and rest. So that's how, that was, that's my, my process. Well, my other my thing work. that I find is I have way too many hobbies. And so it's like splitting oh, yeah. my energy mm-hmm. between all these different things. Sometimes I have to kind of dial it back and think, okay, you know, you can only get so much done. So what do you want to focus on? <laughs> What's realistic? Right. Right. Well, last question mm-hmm. of the interview is, this is my, one of my favorite pieces. Um, now I get to root <laughs> around in your beauty routine. What are your favorite products? Like, what do you like right now? So I will say my beauty routine is kind of like, I don't want to say remedial, but like, I'm a person who never really wore makeup until Lolita fashion, just because it kind of was the norm, especially for something where you're getting like photos taken. And I just got to the point where I felt like I needed to step up my game a little bit. So but the problem is that I only really wear makeup for Lolita fashion and I watch way too many like drag queens. I don't know how to do quote unquote normal people makeup. <laughs> I only know how to smear glitter right, on my face. Right. So, and I know like I do certain things like in the, in the wrong order or like just weird. Cause I picked that up from somewhere and I didn't learn how to do it the quote unquote correct way. 
Like I always put my eyeliner right. on before my eyeshadow, and I know that's like not a thing really, but that's for some reason that's why I, I do it because I'm gonna if I'm gonna mess something up, it's gonna be the eyeliner. So I want to do it first in case I have yeah. to wipe it off and start over. <laughs> you know what? That is that's actually genius. Um, but my my philosophy when it comes to that is, and I was told years ago that there are no rules in makeup, mm, only fair. strong suggestions. So, so the thing is, it's like, there are things mm-hmm. that we say should go first and things you should do first. And like, when it comes to skincare, for sure, mm-hmm. there are certain things that you should put on first rather mm-hmm. than later and things like that. But in the end, if people find a routine or something that works for them, then yeah. cool. So long as it doesn't hurt you, you know what I mean? if it's not going to be damaging to you then yeah Yeah. if it works for you do it yeah I think my favorite product is probably the um moonchild palette which is technically highlighter or wait is it even called highlighter this is how this is how little I understand about makeup what is it called yeah Anastasia Beverly Hills is it called highlighter is that what it's called Mm -hmm. yeah so I use it yeah, but you can use it. It's designed like you can use it. Yeah, as I basically use it as eyeshadow. eyeshadow. I even tap it. Yeah, I tap it on my lips, hmm. on top of my lipstick. Yeah, it makes a nice little, you know, shimmery lip. Like if you have a plain lip and you put a little bit of that on. It yeah, my like standard lip, lip color nice. is the like I think it's called Unicorn Tears. It was like an older one from um. Yeah. I forget what their name is. Too Faced. Yeah. And it's that weird, like, shimmery color. That's, like, my go-to color. And it's, like, I'm going to be really sad when I run out because I'm pretty sure they don't make it anymore. They don't. And I I love it. I do. I I use it very Yeah, I had two, and I think I lost one. And I was, like, oh, no. (laughs) But the thing is, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you put a little bit of gloss um, or lipstick on and you take a little bit of that um, highlighter and put that on top and rub your lips together, you're going to get a similar effect. So when you do run out, you know, yeah. I suggest <laughs> trying this before you run out. But, but it, you know, try a little bit of gloss. Like, do the you have lipstick. the lipstick? I also have the gloss, but it's very different. Like, the the gloss version is like it's it is. way stickier it's too. I, I don't, that's the problem. Like, a lot of times with Lolita fashion, I wear wigs. And I feel like lip gloss is just an invitation uh-huh. for the wig hair to stick to your face. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. I have, I have, I have news <laughs> for you from a professional. Yeah, it is. It's just like I didn't, I didn't ask for this. Get out of my face, wig. It totally is. It's saying like, hey, I yeah. just keep my hair off my face. Like that's one thing about me. I do not like my hair in my face. I very rarely wear my hair in my face. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I don't like it. And I think that that might even have some of be some of the reason I don't like it. You know, I don't, I don't want it to stick to my lips and I tend to wear, mm-hmm. I like a nice matte lip a lot, but I do like a gloss when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm doing something like casual. I tend to use yeah, a gloss. Lip color is lipstick. the thing that I'm kind and, of, it was the last thing that I started to explore. Like I'm still kind of figuring it out like for some reason I don't know why I just like left that to the end like I I only started wearing fake lashes maybe Mm. a couple years ago like I was always about the eyes and then it would get to the lip and I was just like I don't know let's put some 
some lip balm on and call it good. Like, this is fine, right? I'm going to eat and it's going to come off. And, it, you know, so I'm right. only, I started wearing, um, I think the company's called Black Moon. I like their their lip stuff a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mainly just put glitter on my eyes. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Thank you, you. Your pictures, so you look great. <laughs> Thank so whatever you. you're doing is working out. <laughs> So don't, don't uh, stress that too much because you, whatever you're doing is... It also helps that I wear glasses because I feel like even if you mess it up, you put the glasses on, nobody can see it anyway. Nobody really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's noticing too much. Yeah. It's true. It's true. But, um, you know, you've, Thank you. I loved talking to you. You, It was everything <laughs> Thank I, you. I had hoped. And I'm... I just really, I appreciate your work so much. And I'm just hoping that, you know, and it, it breaks my heart a little bit because it's like pandemic being what it is. It's like, I can't afford yeah, to buy the I kind of that. things I want to buy right now. So I've been, I've been very strict with myself, but <laughs> it's like, I've just been making mental notes, you know, I've been making mental notes about everything I like and I've seen that I've seen. So it's like one of these days I, when I get to go back on stage, then I will, you know, I can't wait to, go buy a piece from you because it's like I love thank you I really appreciate I that it's beautiful all your stuff yeah it's gorgeous so but thank you so much for taking the Thanks. time this was I really fun love you for it and thank you <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it so thank you so much thanks and you too you have a great day bye listen I know you're tired. Life is exhausting right now. But I want to thank you for tuning in and supporting this podcast. Y'all are fantastic. Thank you for your continued listenership. And thank you in advance for your listenership in the future. And I know, I know things are rough. But we're going to take this one step at a time. And my hope is one day we will look at this from the other side, wiser, stronger, and closer. And pencils down, class is dismissed, and I'll see you next week.